0: Okay, so tonight I'm going to talk about the link between diabetes and arthritis. The diabetes and arthritis connection. So type 2 diabetes may put you at a risk for joint pain, but you can definitely prevent any action, um, take actions to prevent uh, the arthritis and also improve your diabetes control. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about promotion and prevention. People with type 2 diabetes are almost twice as likely as those with normal blood blood glucose levels to develop osteoarthritis. So with any type 1 or type 2 diagnosis, really, you're at um, a higher risk for that arthritis. So what is osteoarthritis? It's the most common form, and it happens when the cartilage that cushions the ends of your bones wears down. So basically, It's more common in like the knees, the hips, the elbows. Uh, Anytime you have any joints that really move a lot, that's probably where you would see that arthritis. Um, Even with the hands, the wrists, ankles, things like that. Um, And obesity is the top modifiable factor that influences osteoarthritis risk. And that is because of the fact that if we are overweight it puts more pressure on our knees or our hips um, our hands things like that and that's just where we also see uh, with overweight adults or kids we can see a prevalence for diabetes so among people who are older and overweight populations they're you're already at risk for arthritis but to add diabetes on top of that that would add another risk when doing research, diabetes is an independent, independent predictor for severe osteoarthritis. So if you have that diagnosis of diabetes type 2 and even type 1, it definitely um, is, a, is a concern that would lead to osteoarthritis. This is an x-ray of a patient's hands. As you can see, uh, they have severe osteoarthritis in their joints between their fingers and their actual hand that have caused some bowing out. So what is the huge link between diabetes and joint damage? People with poorly controlled diabetes tend to have difficulty in healing. And that's true in the joints as well as other parts of the body. So you know how we talk about if you have high blood sugars, you're at a higher risk for a UTI or a yeast infection or an infection in a cavity. Um, Anything with a cut, if you have a cut or a scratch or a scrape we always tell you to make sure you watch that so it heals and if you have out of control or high blood sugars those those uh, cuts or scrapes might take a little bit longer to heal but this is the same thing that they're showing in the joints. Um, it's taking kind of like that wear and tear um, of normal exercise and walking and then the joints are not healing in between um, from day to day or from a strenuous exercise Uh, or a normal exercise. So we just want to make sure that our blood sugars are in control and that our joints are able to heal in between day-to-day exercises. Out-of-control diabetes. So this may promote the production of inflammatory substances that degrade joints. When researchers examine the knees of people with diabetes, they found more inflammation in the joints of similar groups of people without diabetes. So basically what's that that's saying is there's just more swelling and inflammation in the knees, the hips, the elbows, any kind of joints and, and individuals that are diagnosed with diabetes. Which, which goes along with that fact that if you have diabetes and you have higher blood sugars and they're not in control, it just puts you at a higher risk for those joints to be swollen and not to heal. Uh, con- controlling the glucose really is essential to protecting the joints from the osteoarthritis. And researchers are starting to think of osteoarthritis less as a wear and tear condition and more as a part of the disease complex known as metabolic sy- syndrome. So I didn't go into this too much but basically what they're saying is that uh, they they really see osteoarthritis as like a disease um, not just a side effect. It is something that you can Um, get diagnosed with and then it's it's not something like oh well you know I did a lot of yard work when I was younger so that's why my knees hurt or you know I did a lot of this with my left arm and that's probably why my elbow hurts and I'm not saying that there probably isn't some wear and tear in someone's job or or things like that activities but they're really focusing on osteoarthritis as a disease process and how we can prevent that so how can you protect your joints well there's several ways to protect your joints Uh, with mind, body, and spirit. And early intervention is key. So unfortunately, uh, you know, for people with multiple health issues, joint pain often takes a back seat. And we kind of make excuses for it. You know, we're like, okay, well, we raked a lot of leaves. You know, we wake, we wake up with a sore back and we're like, oh, well, I raked a lot of leaves yesterday. Or my hip kind of hurts, well, you know, I I walked, really, I walked really hard the day before. We kind of make excuses for joint pain because we just accept it. We're like, okay, I did a lot of work, I'm a little older, I was tired, I'm weak. You know, we just kind of make excuses. But really, um, it's something that we should look further into and why we're having that joint pain. Doctors don't ask about it and patients think it's a normal part of aging. So really, it's not. They're really trying to remind you that Joint pain is maybe not necessarily just a sign of getting older. Joint pain may be a sign of something else, something more. Uh, Caring for your joints may play an important role in controlling for your diabetes. So we just want to kind of keep those two hand in hand in control. Arthritis in the knees and hips is very likely to interfere with the ability to exercise which you do need to do to control your weight and your cholesterol. And if you have your weight controlled and your cholesterol controlled and your blood sugars control, see they all kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> so if your knees are bothering you, you're, you're going to just sit, sit around, you're not going to exercise. And if you sit around and don't exercise, you gain weight. And if you gain weight, your blood sugars go out of control and then you get, t- then you have, you know, uh, higher blood sugars and, and things like that. So you can kind of see how it could be a vicious cycle Consider a physical therapist. So if you are having severe joint pain, please talk to your doctor about it. You know, if you don't wanna make a separate appointment because it's not that big of a deal, do it at one of your three-month diabetes appointments. Do it at your yearly physical. Just bring it up. Also, there are, there are some medications that have joint pain as a side effect. Uh, it's pretty rare and there's not a ton of them, but you just never know. There could be some medications that are actually making the pain worse for you. So definitely look into that, but ask your doctor for a referral for a physical therapist. Now this doesn't mean you need to go three or four times a week for four or five months. It might just mean you need a couple of visits to learn how to do some um, stretches, some exercises, things like that, that we just maybe don't think of helping our joints. Uh, Muscles can get weak before you experience discomfort. So a lot of times we think that when we're having pain, something just happened to that joint or something just happened to that hand or something just happened to the knee. But oftentimes they're saying with joint pain, it probably was going on for months, if not years, before that pain actually was brought to your attention. So if we're having continuous inflammation in our knees and our joints and we don't really know about it, just because we just started having the pain yesterday doesn't mean there's not something more that we need to investigate. Uh, It could have been going on for a while, like I said. Um, strength exercises may ease your pain, uh, allowing you to perform everyday activities more easily. So sometimes it's literally just um, understanding how to stretch the arm out while at work or trying to um, stretch you know touch your toes, do some kind of stretching or some light lifting or some exercises with the bands. The physical therapist would be able to help you with that. Try to lose weight. So, Trying to lose weight benefits a lot of things, especially when it comes to diabetes. Being just 10 pounds overweight increases the force on your knees by 30 to 60 pounds. Shedding any weight takes pressure off your joints and may lower your blood glucose. So losing weight has you know, definitely more than one benefit. It's going to help the pressure on your joints. It's going to help your blood glucose levels go down. It's going to have your um, cardiac, cardiac risk cut in half, things like that and then if you have prediabetes losing 5 to 10 percent of your body weight can help lower your risk of developing the type 2 diabetes by 58 percent now I don't know if you were all told when you were diagnosed with type 2 diabetes but type 2 diabetes probably starts five to eight years before you actually are diagnosed and so in that five to eight years before you were diagnosed with type 2 diabetes your body was slowly in prediabetes and kinda shifting that way so as you can see there's a lot of things that are going against our joints and the arthritis um, and the risk factors before we even realize. Getting off the couch. So nearly one third of people with diabetes and arthritis are inactive. So exercise is one of the best things you can do to treat both conditions. And I kind of talked about that already, You know, just exercising, losing weight, trying to get our joints going. Uh, moving the joints combats the pain and stiffness of arthritis, and it controls the blood glucose and weight problems associated with diabetes. Exercise also reduces the harmful fat around the heart and the liver and increases insulin sensitivity, um, excuse me, increases insulin resistance and improves insulin sensitivity early in the disease process. So uh, any type of exercise really helps lower those blood sugars. Joint friendly activities include walking, swimming, and riding a bike. So this is where you would want to definitely consult a doctor or a physical therapist because if you're already having some joint joint pain, I don't want you to go exercise and like make it worse <laughs> or hurt something else because you're compensating. Sometimes if a left hip hurts, we kind of compensate and then we might hurt something on the right side because we're just... You know, we're, we're trying to lay off one side or the other and we might just make it worse. So if you're having any kind of pain, please go see a doctor um, and get that evaluated before you start any kind of exercise program. But things that are pretty safe, to, usually pretty safe to start doing on your own is walking, swimming, and riding a bike. Riding the bike is the best because you can sit down and you can still, you know, move your hips and move your knees, but you're not having all the pressure that you would have, like, in walking. So biking is a pretty good one eat healthful foods, so this is the part I'm definitely most comfortable with, but, um, you know, choosing low-fat dairy foods, whole grains, legumes, fruits, vegetables, the right amount of calories is key, um, and may alleviate joint pain, excuse me. (laughs) So, we definitely want to make sure that if we are pre-diabetic or type 2 diabetic, we are carb counting, we are watching our portion control, we are reading nutrition labels, We're we're measuring things, you know, we definitely want to get back into keeping that blood glucose in control. Um, Also, I didn't actually put this in the slide, but anything that's high in salt is going to cause swelling. And swelling is inflammation, and inflammation affects our joints. So, you know, making sure that we're eating low salt and, and not being excessive with salt intake is really, really important. Um, Eating this way may lower glucose and cut the cardiovascular risks associated with metabolic syndrome. And metabolic syndrome, like I said I mentioned before, it's just kind of a disease process where we have um, abnormal blood glucose levels, things like that. Very similar to like type 2 diabetes. Plant-based foods, whole food diets with unsaturated fats, especially omega-3 fatty acids in fish, may reduce pain. So sometimes it's making sure that you're getting the right food. Um, Deb's going to talk about this a little bit, but like vitamin D. It's very important for joint pain to have vitamin D intake. Uh, the fatty acids and the omega 3 just help, help our brain and our joints and things like that. So there are certain foods that can help alleviate certain pains. Manage your medications. Some anti-inflammatory medications also may improve glucose control. So there might be something that your doctor can prescribe that's anti-inflammatory and it won't affect your diabetes and higher that uh, blood glucose level. But on the other hand, there are things that can uh, increase your blood glucose levels, uh, such as, and most importantly, steroids, such prednisone. It's used to um, treat severe arthritis and it definitely will make the, glu- um, the blood glucose spike. Uh, I've only seen a couple patients where it didn't affect their blood glucose. So this is not, nothing you can really um, control as a patient on steroids, it's just how the medication affects our body. It's just the response our body has to steroids. So we wanna make sure that we talk to our doctors about that. Um, kind of an example I gave earlier today, like I went in for my physical last year and my liver enzymes were like through the roof and the doctor's like, you know, what's going on? and I go I don't know the only thing I take every day is Aleve because I was having some neck pain and she's like well let's stop the Aleve every day and let's just kinda see what it does to those labs and the Aleve that I was taking every day I stopped taking it and my liver enzymes went to within normal limits within a a month so for some reason my body just my liver doesn't process (laughs) Aleve so it could be something simple like that you know you're just taking a certain medication and it affects other things so definitely talk to your doctors about your joint pain and your medications. Centers for Disease Control, 50% of adults 65 years old and older have been diagnosed with arthritis. So that's a huge statistic. So that's, you know, that's (laughs) not really much else you can say about that. If you're 65 years or older, uh, more than likely you're going to have arthritis. So the biggest thing we want to do is if you have diabetes is kind of help you prevent some of those things to make that arthritis less severe or not happen at all. Beware of surgical complications. So this kind of goes back into like the infections and how when your blood sugars are out of control, um, you don't heal properly. Same thing with joints and then same thing with surgeries. So if you have joint damage, which leads to arthroscopy um, or joint replacement, it's wise to have your glucose well controlled before and after the procedure to enhance your ability to heal um to be honest a lot of times our ortho doctor isn't going to do a knee surgery and is not going to do a hip surgery if your blood glucose levels are not in control it just is kind of setting you up for failure to tell you the truth if your blood glucose levels are not in control before surgery surgery is not going to help them get in control and we are going to have a higher risk for you not to heal and to get an infection after surgery so really want to make sure that those blood glucose levels are in control before any um, orthopedic surgery and people with elevated Glucose tend to heal more slowly and face higher cardiac risks prior to and following surgery. So there's just a lot of complications that come from having out of control blood sugars before surgeries. Uh, Just a little small note, type one diabetes and rheumatoid arthritis, both are autoimmune diseases in which the body attacks itself In people with type 1 diabetes, the body's immune system attacks the insulin making beta cells of the pancreas much in the same way it attacks the lining of the joints in people with RA. So basically what this is saying is that um, type 1 uh, diabetes and rheumatoid arthritis, those are autoimmune. You cannot control them. It's something your body uh, just genetically has and that's where that will play into obesity and rheumatoid arthritis Obesity is a risk factor for development of rheumatoid arthritis and is more evident in women than men So this is for anybody that's type 2 diabetic or anybody that's not even diagnosed with diabetes (laughs) at all Um, Obesity puts them at the higher risk for rheumatoid arthritis and that's painful um, It's basically painful joint areas where the doctor will investigate. It's around like the neck elbows things like that Um, And also adipose tissue produces pro- Inflammatory molecules, adipose <coughs> tissue is seen in obese patients. So what adipose tissue is basically it's like the belly fat. When you have those belly fat, uh, the more belly fat you have, the more um, inflammation it produces in your body. And the more inflammation you have in your body, the more um, your joints are swollen and then the more pain you have and the, the chance of the arthritis. So we want to decrease that obesity risk as much as possible. Okay, and I am going to do questions at the end. Um, And Deb is going to be up next.